The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Mirren. <laughs> and this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and general, general shenanigans. shenanigans. Mirren's in a mood. <laughs> Listen, it is a whole ass mood. Do you know what month of quarantine we're on? Do you know how many people I've seen in the last month? Probably the same amount that I've seen, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... I did just spend some time with my parents for Father's Day. So, like, I have seen some people. But, yeah, not many. Yeah, no. It's, it's like, six. I mean, it, it's seven. less than that for me. <laughs> like, no, that's not true. It, yeah. it, we're, we're looking at a whole seven because of my brother. And yeah, exactly. Family. It's just family. Just family. And then just, I have two yeah. friends who live together. So I see them both at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is, however, Ju- January, June 23rd. I know that 2020 has been the longest year in existence, but it is actually a different J month. Back in January, uh, when none of us actually knew this was coming, I would totally Maybe I was it. thinking it was January 2021. Um, God, it is be? June 23rd, and this is our 120th podcast. Oh, man. That's so many. Yeah. Why are you guys still listening? Well, they couldn't this past month because we didn't record anything. I know, just... and the funny thing is, I don't even feel like we talked about it. We just didn't say anything about recording. You know, I almost brought it up, but then you and I were both busy that weekend that we were supposed to record, or I think we recorded Mirth and Misadventure, and I was just so tired. Yeah, I mean, honestly, honestly. And also, I didn't have anything good to talk about that wasn't COVID. <laughs> there's really good stuff to talk about now because it's not like it's fun that the NHL is being stupid but like yeah there just hasn't been anything to talk about like mm-hmm. cool let's talk again about how we're not fucking doing anything yeah and I think I think the other thing is that you know we do happy things it's probably the best segment we do yeah and uh well the beginning of this month wasn't that great <laughs> for me <laughs> or i should say post post our last recording hasn't been fantastic for <laughs> carolyn no so <laughs> no yeah 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 but, you had a lot of a, a personal upheaval yeah uh but hockey is sort of supposed to be back kind of i mean now. yes yes but yes but yes yes but bad <laughs> Well, I think that's the podcast. They can wrap now. <laughs> yeah. And bye. <laughs> no, I mean, okay. Is that our first, is that what we're talking about up up at the top? I, that I is don't the have top. I have. Okay. I have. So here's the problem with hockey being back. It's much like the state of Texas being back before it should have been back, and now we have a record number of COVID cases, and uh, we're like number three in the nation or something like that, like. And there aren't any spaces in hospitals anymore, and they're literally piling people up in hallways, and everybody is going to fucking die because Abbott is an idiot. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's hockey being back. It's like, there, it's really no good reason it should be other than they want to make money off of their product, which, you know, while I understand that, at some point you have to be like, okay, but 
this is a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, Polis, I have given a little bit of a, a, a little shit to. But he's leaps and bounds better than Abbott. That's the Colorado governor. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't even know who this is. <laughs> Jared Polis is the Colorado gov- governor of Colorado. Leaps and bounds better than Abbott. He's also a Democrat, right? But Colorado is an extremely libertarian state. It is literally the definition of a purple state. Currently, we have one Democratic uh, senator and one uh, Republican senator. You've probably heard about him on the news. Cory Gardner. We're going to vote him out in November. However, so Paulus has had to make a lot of concessions. But even those concessions aren't just like, let's do things willy nilly. And then like things like Boulder County has mask requirements. Like if you are in a public space, you need to wear a mask. Um, That kind of situation. And Denver doesn't have the, and Denver has those in the city for like going into shops and stuff. You have to wear a mask. Oh, see, you want to know the fun thing about Texas is that Abbott said that you don't have to wear a mask, like, like that no government can force you to wear a mask out, like, when you're just outside in your own whatever. Well, but, but then- here's my point, is that even though we have a lot of that, especially in the larger population centers like Boulder and Denver, which are the two biggest cities in Colorado, Colorado is still experiencing uptick. Yeah. Because they have loosened restrictions on, like, being able to eat on a patio. Yeah. So, same thing here in Texas. And, like I said, Abbott has made it um, so that nobody can restrict you from wearing a mask. So, the cities, the city's mayors are doing a thing where they're like, okay, you don't have to, we can't force you to wear a mask while you're walking around on the street. But if you're going to go into an enclosed business, you absolutely have to be wearing a mask. And if you are not wearing a mask, the business itself will get fined. Mm Mm-hmm. So now they're putting the onus on business owners to make sure that people coming into their place of business will be wearing masks. That's Which is why I am not going into my office until possibly October. You know, and that's a good workaround. Yeah. Right? Like, if you got to do something, you got to do something. Yeah. But um, in, in light of all of that, hockey is still coming back, despite the fact that 11 players have already tested positive for COVID. I can't even... They said they tested around 200 players and 11 of them tested positive, which is about a 5% rate, a little over 5%, and is right in line with everybody else. Like, literally, that's in general what states have been testing at. Yeah. About a 5%. It jumped, actually, for, like, Arizona and Texas um, because of the very lax restrictions yeah which i've already talked to people who and they're already blaming it on black lives matter protests and i was like y'all are dumb but i'm talking to you because of work so i can't tell you why you're dumb so yeah i'm just gonna Mm -hmm. just gonna grin and bear it even though science scientists literally say that's not the case but sure sure whatever Um, sure whatever sure whatever i'm sorry i'm I'm like beating my desk with my fingers and stuff stuff. i'm just so mad I know. I feel like I've been mad for the entirety of 2020. Well, there was a really, really fucking good tweet the other day, and I I know I retweeted it, but it was like, historians are going to have to specify what quarter of 2020 yeah. they are researching, <laughs> yeah. because the impeachment happened this year. I know. Yeah. The Australian wildfires happened yeah. this year. Yeah. Yes. And it's only June. It's only. It's almost July. I know this because my birthday is in two weeks. But like. I know. 
I know. Oh. My, my, my birthday is literally a month and two days away, and because of COVID, I had to cancel my birthday trip. But honestly, I'm less mad about that than I am about all of the other bullshit. Fair, super fair. Yeah. So NHL is going from the eight-person workouts to 12-person workouts. So more COVID is what i More I'm COVID. Um, and then they're supposed to start training camps on July 10th. So even more COVID. So even more COVID. And then they're supposed to start the playoffs, I think, three weeks after that. So July 10th, like, that's what? Like, end of July. That's my birthday. We're talking about them starting on my birthday. And then, what, two months later after that, they'll start camp for the regular season? Um, I don't think they've decided on when they're going to do camps for the regular season. It sounds like there is probability that the camp, the regular season will get pushed back to start in, like, November or December. So, so they they're going to have a, a short regular season. Yeah. I, don't, I just don't understand why they're doing this. I don't either. I really fucking don't either. I mean, what's it going to take one of these, like, perfectly healthy athletes to fucking die before they're like, oh, maybe this was a bad idea? Well, good question. In fact, Jen, friend of the podcast, Jen, has that exact question. Do you think a player dying or ending up in the hospital from COVID will be enough to make the NHL stop the playoffs? No, I don't. I, I said that, but I don't think so. And you know why I don't think so? Because they will, like, pin it on something that was underlying in their thing. And they'll be like, the rest of these guys are perfectly healthy. This guy had an underlying heart murmur or, like, some stupid bullshit thing that, like, is not a real thing or is a real thing even, and that's why he died. But, like, something that they hadn't caught before because there was no reason for them to catch it until they recklessly, and like, put him in, like, danger by having him come and play these fucking scrimmage games. I can't even talk. Talking words. This is weird. I started out on such a high note, and I'm already so angry that I'm like, what are words? <laughs> oh, why do we even have a podcast? What are words? Why do I even have a podcast? What are words? Anyway, no, I mean, I want to think that if a player dies from COVID, they'd be like, yeah, let's maybe cancel this. But I don't believe they would. I honestly don't believe they would. I have a really, really, I have a really, really hard time even processing the fact that stuff is going ahead. Yeah. Like, and not just the NHL. The NHL is trying to do this hub city thing, which I think makes, if you're going to do it, that's what makes the most sense, right? I mean, we have the whole, somebody asked us about the, the playoff format. In a right, right, right. So but we can. We'll get into that too in a second, for sure. But I, if you're going to do the hub city thing, do the hub city thing. However, what boggles my fucking mind is actually not even the NHL. The NBA oh, here we go. is trying to come back in Orlando. Like, everybody live in Orlando and we'll do the playoffs there. In That's... fucking Florida, which is, I think, the worst cases of COVID right now. Two spring training camps have already been shut. Two or three spring training camps have already been shut down in Florida from the MLB. Obviously, the Lightning shut everything down. They, because they had a couple people diagnosed. Three players and, like, something, more staff. Like, whoa. And, and 
the NBA, I have praised a lot as a league who kind of gets it. And the commissioner, Adam, I think his name's Adam Silver, um, he seems like a guy who gets it. And yet... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we do have another reader question that I wanted to bring up first since we're already talking about COVID and, and not so much the hockey portion of stuff. Uh, Daisy asks... Which stars are most likely to not come back for the playoffs for COVID reasons? All of them. <laughs> I wish you were right, but I don't think you are. Probably Tyler Sagan for being such a hoe. <laughs> oh, you mean like to, to get getting COVID? Yes. Oh, I. Oh, so you're, t- you're be... thinking maybe or do they have that option? Yeah. Well, Roman Polak said that he doesn't want to. Yeah, I know, but, like, that's because he's fucking off to Europe, which is not... He's something. already fucked off to Europe. He's I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, he's he's just going home. Like, if you are... If, if you want to play in the, again in the league, like, are do they have that option of just not showing up? I don't know. I but mean, I think so. I think the NHL is trying to be, like, well, it's your decision about it. But... Like, I think if the NHL is truly, it's your decision about it, I don't think, I think almost everybody will show up, except for potentially Pollock or Sekera, because he mentioned Sekera too in that same article. Which, I have 100, like, we have banged on Pollock as a bad defender drum for many years now. I mean, accurately. Accurately banged on that drum. But I want to very much stress that I respect him as a person. Yeah. And I mean, think this cool is a, with the moms and all that. Yeah. And I think this is the absolute correct decision <laughs> that he is saying that like Yeah. Yeah, he's the he's the only person I've really heard happily voice we should not be playing. I mean, the only ones I can think of if like I don't know enough about their families cuz I'm not a I don't, you know. I don't read up on them. I know Ben Bishop has several children. I know, like, most of them, not most of them, but a lot of them have at least a couple kids. Like, especially on the Stars, which is a very old roster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. So I I would think that there's a parent out there somewhere with a, you know, immunocompromised kid that's like, I don't want to do this. Nick Felino is not a star. No, but I'm just saying, like, as a rule, he is a parent with an immunocompromised kid who's probably being forced to go back to work. Yeah, well, and I mean, like, the the whole, that whole thing about how COVID is worse for people with diabetes. Like, then you've got... Max uh, Domi? Max Domi, whose name I completely blanked on. And isn't I, there another guy on the um, Canucks? I feel like there's another diabetic. Prob- yeah, Domi's I think there is, because I remember, I remember hearing about it, like, in relation to ta- Max Domi, but I don't remember who it was. Because I don't pay attention to the Canucks. Nope. Yeah. So anyway, my, in my heart, I would love it to be all of them don't come back because of COVID. Uh, realistically, it's going to be, I mean, Roman Polak and probably that's it. And Sakura, but probably that's it. Yeah. Like, I mean, Oscar Lindbaum, who is still undergoing chemotherapy, like he's almost done. Uh huh. But he is, literally has cancer. <laughs> yeah. Was skating today. And, and that's being passed off as, like, a heartwarming comeback story. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm so tired of that narrative. 
like, sports in general needs to find a new fucking narrative than, like, how heartwarming it is that dumbass people put their lives in danger for a fucking gladiator sport. I think, and actually, today's a good day to talk about it, because literally, I didn't read the article yet, because I didn't want to cry all day, but... Oh, the Johns article? I yes. I haven't read it either. Stephen Johns, uh, Sean Shapiro had an article today about Stephen Johns' journey back, and, like, I think we just need, I want to say, again, like, they did such... I was not expecting them to have give give Johns the leeway they gave Johns. Yeah. And I respect Jim Nill a lot more for it. Yeah, same. I I, I didn't read the whole thing. I read some of the snippets that people were tweeting, but I same. I was I was working and then I was down with my parents and like the kids and like it was a whole thing like I didn't have time. But um you didn't have time for a 20 minute cry. I didn't have time for a 20 minute cry with all those people around. No, I didn't. I mean, I was already cry laughing at things my nephews were doing, so <laughs> I didn't have time to cry cry. Um, but yeah, he put a, Sean Shapiro put a lot of work into the article. If you guys have an, a subscription to The Athletic, you should absolutely read it. Um, it's he does good work, and mm-hmm. he worked really hard on that one. So, and I mean. Like, Johns was super honest about the, the struggles that he was going through, too. I mean, talking about being depressed and even suicidal at times because of how hard this was. So, um, you know, obviously some trigger warnings available for that. But it was a really, you know, a really difficult journey for him. And he was very open and honest about a lot of it. So, yeah, props to him for talking about his mental health. It can't it can't have been easy. It can't cannot be easy to talk about that kind of thing. So certainly isn't. I tear up thinking about my own mental health. I mean. (laughs) I get it. Uh, We do have one more very hockey-specific question. Do you want to read it? Because I have the answers. Oh, good. Because I was looking up on Wikipedia and got so confused. (laughs) Driving Girl asks, can you explain the proposed playoff format? Because I still don't get it. Well, Driving Girl... (laughs) I have stuck my head in the sand about whether or not the the playoffs are ever going to happen. So I'm going to let Carolyn take this one. The only (laughs) thing I know is that there are hub cities and scene. So I also had been sticking my head in the sand, which meant that I had to look this up today. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I saw the question earlier and like I went to Wikipedia to see if I could get like the quick and dirty, like simple English explanation. No, there isn't one. There is not a simple English. I had to read the official NHL article twice. Before I figured out what was going on here. I still don't. I mean, cool. Go do it. Okay. So as you probably understand, because this is the easy part, there are 24 teams vying for playoff spots. I do understand that. Okay, great. So the way it's working. (laughs) Okay, great. Good job. Way to be. The way it's working is that there are four teams who get buys in the Eastern Conference and four teams who get buys in the Western Conference. These teams will play quick round-robin series with each other to determine which is the best team of the four for seeding reasons. Better than all the rest. Exactly like that. So in the Eastern Conference, these four teams aren't doing the play-ins. They're just doing series for seeding. So the Bruins... The Lightning, the Capitals, and the Flyers just play each other one time each to determine who's the best of the four. One through four. 
In the Western Conference, the four teams are the Blues, the Avalanche, the Knights, and the Stars. The Golden Knights, I should say, and the Stars. I mean, I think we all knew who you meant when you said the Knights, but thanks yeah, for Yeah, but also, like, it's a stupid name, and I don't think they should have it. Anyway, so those four teams, including Dallas. about all the things they could have been. Oh, God, such a missed opportunity. Uh, but good news, Dallas is only doing the seeding. They don't have to do the play-in series. Well, so th- thank God. Yep. You know, we'll take it. Anything that makes this whole situation easier for us. <laughs> Pretty much. Jesus. I mean, if it ever happens, Jesus, please us. <laughs> so the next uh, section is basically the play-ins, right? So. If you say so. There are four best of five series qualifiers. In the Eastern Conference, it'll be the Penguins versus the Canadiens, uh, the Hurricanes versus the Rangers. Okay, can you explain it without saying that, that as soon as you start in on listing the names, I forget what we're talking about. So can you explain the format without telling me the name, team, names of the teams yet? Okay, so so we've got four teams who get buys. They don't okay. have to play in the first qualifying okay. stage. Okay. So per conference, four teams who get buys that don't have to qualify. Right. Then... You have four teams that do have to qual, or sorry, eight teams that do have to play in qualifying rounds. Unlike the normal playoffs, which are best of seven, these teams will be playing best of five. Okay. So in the East, we've got Penguins, Canadians, Hurricanes, Rangers, Islanders. Oh, I forgot again. Best of five qualifying play-ins. So these are teams that didn't automatically qualify for the playoffs. Is that what we're saying? Correct. Because they're changing up the format. So these are the bubble teams. Right. These are the bubble teams. Okay. And this is per conference? Correct. Okay. So forget the, like, divisions. None of this is division-based anymore. Okay. I will happily forget divisions. Penguins, Canadians, okay. Hurricanes, Rangers, oh God, Islanders, Panthers, Leafs, Blue Jackets, the Flavortown Blue Jackets. In the West, the qualifying series is. I'm going to leave the worst one to last because you're going to make a noise about it. Uh, Predators, Coyotes, Canucks, Wild, Flames, Jets. Oilers, Blackhawks. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Okay. I hope Sam Gagne has another (laughs) 6.9. I'm sorry. I took two points away from you, babe. Another 8.9. So. Fuck those guys. Then, once the qualifiers are over and we have the four teams coming out of the qualifier bracket. Oh, God. You're doing more math. Okay. Yes. No. Okay. So we got four teams who qualified automatically and four teams who win the qualifiers, right? Okay. Eight teams total. You, you sound very confident about this. That I am. I read this many times. Okay. Then those eight teams get seeded, one through eight, who is best, who is worst. I'll and tell you who's worst. Then they play normal best of seven playoff series. And then the final will be Eastern Conference versus Western Conference like usual. Does that make sense? Uh, God, no. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel very confident you know what you're talking about. 
But no, I, I could not repeat that right now. No, not at all. Not even a little bit. Okay, okay. I got that there are four teams that don't have to play the seeding things. Correct. I don't I don't remember when they come back into the whole thing. After I understand the qualifiers that, are over, basically. So how many qualifiers? Like... I don't know if I care enough to ingest this information is the problem. Like, I don't, like, I don't know if I care enough to be able to repeat this back. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, the the stars are going to play three games. Okay. And that's the seeding? That's the seeding round. Okay. While the rest of the West, aside from the other three teams that I mentioned, while the eight teams play each other to get into the official playoff and bracket. that's the five that's the five game series correct what what is the seeding series how many games is that they don't have to do a seeding series the five game thingy is going to help with the series seeding i don't actually understand how they're doing the seeding wait i thought you said the stars had to play a seeding game yeah yeah, yeah. sorry so the seed so the stars play three seeding games and then they're against good. the other play against the other teams against the other teams that automatically qualified so okay so those four those four teams Play each other one time. Correct. For three games total. Okay. Yes. So that's okay. like the stars finishing up their quote unquote regular season bullshit, right? They don't have to do anything as far as qualifiers. They're in the playoffs no matter what. We just don't know if they're one, two, three, or four. Then once we get people from the qualifiers, it will be played based on a bracket kind of like March Madness. Where so these, these, okay, so these bottom feeders, these bubble teams, I don't remember what you called this, that round. Doesn't matter. Don't tell me. Okay. Um, these bubble teams, they're only playing one playoff series, one five game series. Correct. And then they don't have to keep going. They just get stuck into the seating from there. Is that right? Correct. The four okay. winners of those series come back out and then they play the real playoffs. And so then we start the real playoffs with the seven game series with 16 teams, then, you know, and then eight teams and then four teams and then two teams and then the winner, right? Correct. Okay. So they're not going to be, if they're not starting till July 25th, they're not, or July 25th, that's my birthday. If they're not starting till the end of July, they're not going to be done with this until the end of August, right? I suppose not. God, this is really dumb. This is really dumb. I I, want to tell you that I just thought about that so hard that I just closed my move ring on my watch. (laughs) I'm sitting in a chair trying to understand something. I'm a visual learner, okay? So you're explaining things to me with mouth words, and I don't have any visual to try to... Like, I'm, like, drawing things on my desk with my finger. Like, trying to understand how this works. Because I am a visual learner. And I just thought so hard that I burned calories. That's what just happened here. I just need you to know that. That that's how hard I just thought about all of that. Like, fuck the NHL, man. Like, I just, I'm so mad. Oh, man. You want to talk about something you don't care about? Yeah, let's... <laughs> I, I can care about anything. Give me about two seconds. <laughs> I will form an opinion that I will fight to the death on. Let's go. All right, excellent. Let's do it. Let's fucking go. So the other big thing that happened in hockey in like the last week 
is uh, Buffalo. Basically fired everybody. Literally <laughs> fired 22 people from their front office staff. Including, kind of hilariously, and apparently incorrectly, their webmaster? <laughs> wow, I missed this. So, most of it, it was supposed to be like kind of like a front office purge, right? Like they got rid of like a ton of their scouts, they got rid of the general manager, the two assistant managers, you know, everybody that you would think of who's in charge of decision making other than the coach. So they kept the coach. They kept Ralph Kruger. Sorry, babe. <sighs> On all I want is Ralph Kruger. Anyway. Ooh. Okay, sorry. Well, it was the hilarious part about the webmaster is that obviously I have friends who were discussing this because they also work in front offices, and they were like. None of these names have been updated. <laughs> Why the fuck have none of these names been updated? Turned they don't out have a webmaster anymore. Out the webmaster got given a like a notice and wasn't supposed to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, see if I were that outgoing webmaster, I absolutely would have fucked with that website. As somebody who has been laid off recently and was the only person who had the passwords to most of our social media. The temptation oh, was strong. Did dude. not do it. Did not do it. I can't believe you didn't do it. I I want to get hired again somewhere. <laughs> you know, like. Fuck off to Mars. Like, who cares? Well, so the one thing I did do, which was petty, is um, both of the people who got, well, myself and another woman got laid off and we were the only two people who worked in marketing and we were both coincidentally the only two people who had access to the facebook account of the company that we had merged with so both of us just removed it <laughs> without telling anybody nice <laughs> or adding anybody else you know so if they want it they can figure that fuck out but no it's it's bad form to fuck with social media if you still want a job elsewhere but you as an employer you know heads up any employers having to make cuts because of covid reasons uh if you're firing your social media manager, get your fucking passwords. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's a big thing that happened in Buffalo. And we a have lot of, a lot of social media managers out there being like, oh, shit, if they come in tomorrow to ask me for my damn passwords. <laughs> I'm just saying you told yeah. everybody what's coming. Yep. Yep. Uh, Andrew, too cool for Cali LA asks. What should the name of the AHL team in Buffalo be now that they clearly need to be rele relegated? The knives? Listen, the daggers? I, it's obviously the petty bitches. And <laughs> um, I'm sorry, that's misogynistic. It's obviously the petty garden hose. Um, but <laughs> would their actual logo be a garden hose? <laughs> absolutely, it would be a garden hose. The... Uh, the um if they do get relegated though that absolutely means that Ralph Kruger gets liberated because he does not deserve to be an AHL coach I don't know about that I I want to believe you but I don't, I don't I'm gonna fight you I I mean I I believe you that he does not deserve it 
I'm going to fight you. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I'm not saying that like they will liberate him because they believe that he, I'm saying he doesn't deserve to be. So therefore we should liberate him is what I mean. Oh, storm I don't the castle mean that, kind of situation. Absolutely. I will, I, I will absolutely storm a castle with four white chargers and rescue him princess bride style. Fall into my arms, Rolf Kruger. I will carry you to the promised land. <laughs> let's, let's go. Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> oh, the new definition of white knighting. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and I thought that's perfect if we ever find the lady. Hello, lady. <laughs> I just finished. Well, speaking of what have we've done in quarantine, I finally, finally finished a book that I know you read a many, many years ago when it came out uh the carrie ellis um as you wish god i love that book so much it was so cute strong recommend if you are a princess bride fan it's a really easy read i'm just bad at nonfiction. i will also heartily recommend you actually listen to it instead of read it if you if you have any ability or desire to listen to audiobooks because he does the reading himself and there are all these quotes and shit that he gets from people scattered throughout the book and he fucking does their voices but then he also has the actual people or most of them not all of them but most of them mandy patinkin for instance did not did not do his but rob reiner did his robin wright penn did hers and i mean she doesn't go by robin wright penn anymore robin wright did hers um, and, uh, like, so, like, a lot of people came in and did, like, their, like, the, like, the big quotes they had at the end of the chapters are intercalary chapters, mm-hmm. but, like, in, within the chapters, he did all of their voices, and what is so funny is that, it, like, it's fucking right on! Like, Rob Reiner's, like, weird kind of, uh, accent that he does, like, uh, like, Carrie Elwes does it perfectly. It was so beautiful. Oh, man, I love, I, the audiobook is fantastic. I highly recommend so the book itself is great. If you just want to read it, obviously just read it. It's so good. But mm-hmm. the 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 audiobook is something special. For sure. So what what else have you been doing in quarantine? Uh well, um, as previously alluded to, I did get fired. So yes. I, I mean fired is such a harsh term. I got laid off. I got laid off. It really had nothing to do with me personally. Um it was a COVID thing. That's what happens when you work in education. And yep. there are no schools in session. Um, and everybody is yep. moving their technology budget from cool STEM things to how do we go remote? Yep. Um, that said, I have been sleeping a lot. Um, or trying to, because I... Right after I got... Right after I got fired was literally when the black lives matter protests kicked off Mm -hmm. and i live very close to the capital and so there was about two weeks of solid helicopters like literally morning to night helicopters flying over my house and it was so hard to sleep and yeah so i've learned to navigate the colorado state unemployment system which Uh, they, 
Everybody already fucking knows this. But this is just another illustration of how the system is designed to fuck poor people at the expense of rich people. Because while doing my application, and I am a college education person with many years of experience in corporate environments, reading legal documents, I've signed contracts, etc., etc., I was still fucking intimidated by the number of times they told me not to commit fraud. Mm. And I could just imagine that if I was a young person, or if I didn't speak English very well, or, you know, if I didn't have that kind of education, I would be really fucking hesitant to sign that document. Even if I knew... For a fact, I was correct in everything I put down. Mm-hmm. It's just like, and I, I was trying to find an accurate figure, and I couldn't. I couldn't find an accurate figure. And granted, obviously, 2020 is going to blow this shit out of the water with unemployment claims. Sure. But the total amount of unemployment fraud that I found, I think it was in 2010, was somewhere around... a. Th- 17 billion dollars mm-hmm. which is fucking nothing and that's for the federal whole u.s not colorado that's like the entirety of the u.s unemployment quote-unquote fraud payouts mm-hmm. that's fucking nothing to the mm-hmm. united states mm-hmm. fucking nothing and yet i can only think how many people were denied benefits because they couldn't fill out this fucking crazy-ass paperwork or just just decided to forego their benefits because they didn't want to get into trouble or they thought they would get into trouble because they didn't understand the system well enough. I mean, they make the system needlessly complicated anyway to deter people from actually doing it. That's my point. It's like, it just drives it home, right? Like, obviously, everybody already knows this, but, like, actually experiencing it yourself is just so... It's... And fucking infuriating. Oh, yeah. I had a friend uh, right after college who, I mean, drowning in student debt, not able to get a really high paying good job after college. She qualified for food stamps and went down to fill out all the paperwork and found it to be the most depressing, demoralizing, demeaning experience that she just walked out. She was like, I will fucking eat ramen. I cannot do this. Yeah. And I mean, she had only herself to support. She didn't have kids. She didn't have to make that decision. But like, you know, that's. Mm-hmm. It was so. It was so. It was such a complicated and awful process that she just was like, "I the fact the way that we penalize people for being poor in this fucking country is absolutely in, insane to me." It is, um, but which is I, an ableist word. But I mean, like, it's just it 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 does not need to be that fucking complicated. It is ridiculous. It is fucking ridiculous. Um, I've also been um, learning more about my city council. Cool. Which has been fun. Um, and it's actually on, on the upside of government. Um, living in Colorado is the first time I can, I can remember that I can pinpoint of I voted for this person and they won their election. Nice. And including my city councilman who represents my district and the reason I voted for him is because he had a really strong platform around affordable housing and 
um, better accessibility within the neighborhood. Oh wait, you said this was this was city council, right? City not council, like, Denver. Okay, okay. Denver. I was like, did you not vote for Obama? Okay, no, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean like local, local. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 for sure. Yes, I voted for Obama both times. Um, I mean, thankfully, thankfully, I live in Austin where we have. But I mean, I voted for Obama in Texas. No, no, no. I know, I know. What I'm saying is, like, I have voted for uh, Democratic representation and various city level stuff. That is one in Austin because yeah. it's Austin. But, but um, not my fucking representative, though. Fuck you, Roger Williams. <laughs> but it's very cool because I've been like, obviously, with everything going on, you know, cholera or Denver State, Denver City Police, like, fucking, we're doing all sorts of fucking tear gas, which again leaked into my apartment because I live that close to where everything mm-hmm. was going down. Um, and so, like, I wrote him, like, a note about, like, we need to condemn the use of tear gas and shit like that. And then, like, I was following up on kind of what he's been doing. And obviously, he's a very progressive person, but he's one of the two city councilors before yesterday's meeting who called to defund the police. And I was like, sometimes it works. Nice. That's awesome. What have you been up to? This is going to be a long episode. It is going to be a long episode. So I finished the... Um, PowerPoint presentation that I was working on on the Jacobite uprising of 1745 because I gave myself COVID homework and uh, it ended up being like 60 something slides long. Oh my Uh, God. Therefore way too fucking long. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I said it in its entirety to the person who asked me to make it in the first place. Or did she didn't? Okay, that's that's not accurate. She did not ask me to make it. What she asked me to do was give her a TED talk on the Jacobite uprising because I told her I knew so much about it. So I was like, oh, well, let me make a PowerPoint presentation. And then I just put way too much detail in the PowerPoint presentation. So I just I sent that to her and I was like, here, learn about the Jacobite uprising. Here you go. But um, um, so I finished that and now I'm working on editing it. Um, also, since the Black Lives Matter stuff is like uh, the the you know protests and all that. Uh, I I am not I have not been get down to actually protest myself. I am asthmatic and I'm way too terrified of tear gas. Um, but I have been doing things like donating. I've been educating myself. I'm currently listening to um, How to Be an Anti Racist on audiobook um, and am learning uh, a lot of things that I or anyway like getting new perspectives on things that I never would have thought of them that way because I am a white person who has not had to deal with these kinds of things so um that's been very eye-opening and very interesting just trying to be a better person in general like bettering myself the reading things Mm -hmm. on the internet about like things I never really thought about uh went to um there there's a website that that, about the mandatory minimums and prison sentences where they have like (sighs) videos that you can watch to kind of educate yourself on what that means and how to change that process and um, things that you can do to help. So I've been watching some of those. Like just trying to broaden my horizons outside of my very, very small wedge of the world that I thought I, you know, had a pretty good handle on, uh, realizing that I didn't. And um, so, yeah, like just working on that, working on myself. Um, I obviously went down to my parents' ranch for uh, Father's Day weekend and. My older brother's family came, too, and the boys are hilarious, and we hung out with everybody, so that was fun. Nice. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of it. Been reading, been writing some. It's quarantine. It's quarantine. I mean, yeah, like, uh, I wish I had, I mean, I've, I've been doing things. It's just not very exciting things. So, yeah, it's kind of where I am. Same. 
<clears throat> I'm just trying to make my corner of the world a better place. I had an interesting conversation with my parents this weekend about Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and all that. And like my dad, who again, my parents voted for Trump. My parents are probably going to vote for Trump again. I have had so many conversations with them about this, but they're very stuck in their ways and I'm trying, but you know, there's only so much one person can do. So, Mm -hmm. but we had a conversation about black lives matter and my dad was like, no, I really do understand their point. And he was actually willing to listen to the idea of abolishing the police and listening to, you know, like things that you can do instead of having a police force that does everything. And like the idea that, you know, instead of addressing you know, making all these things a crime, addressing the underlying reasons for crime and, like, why these people get so desperate that they commit crime. And, you know, like, Mm -hmm. doing more to augment your community instead of just policing everything. So he was very, very into all of that, and I was actually very surprised. My mom, not very surprised about this, was hardline, like, no, I think that obviously it needs some reform, but there's no reason to abolish the police and get rid of everything. There are plenty of good cops, blah, 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 blah. So, you know... Yeah, that's kind of where I've been putting my energy to. Like, I haven't gone down to the protests because, frankly, I'm pretty emotionally unstable uh, right now. But, like, and no one no one protesting needs that fucking shit in their life. But I have, you know, donating and that sort of thing. But I'm really trying to put most of my energy around, like, educating my family. <laughs> who are, yeah. admittedly, white liberals. But I still had to have a conversation with my mom about why we can't talk about all lives matter. Like, that's not the fucking point, mom. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, and- yeah. And I've had some conversations with my sister, too, who did not vote for Trump. She voted, I mean, she voted for Gary Johnson because she couldn't bring herself to vote for Hillary. But I mean, like, in Texas, it's not like the people that voted for Gary Johnson were the, you know, the cause. The ga- Well, they weren't the gap between Hillary and Trump in Texas. Right. So. But she she has had some conversations with me about, you know, because I've shared some things on Instagram, on this, mm-hmm. my stories on Instagram, where, you know, like, people are like, your, your, you know, racist family members are not looking at your Instagram. I was like, actually, some of them are. So, um, not that my, well, my sister is probably inherently racist the way that all white people are inherently racist. But anyway, so I've had some conversations with her about, um... About, like, the the police and abolishing and, like, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And she... So... And because she's been asking me so many questions and so many good questions and she's actually listening and, like, exploring things, like, I've actually been doing a ton of research myself on these things. So, you know, because at first, like, you see... You, you hear abolish the police and you're like, okay, but, like, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't actually sound like a whole... No. Well, and for a for a while there in the very beginning, they kept saying abolish the police, and nobody was following it up with like what you do next. Right. So I know it's kind of like, how do I find this out? I don't know where, you know. So, but thankfully, a few Google searches later, I figured it out. But um, it was it was hard. You know, it's hard to it's hard to look at these things and recognize the way that you yourself have benefited from them and the way that you yourself have been culpable and you know furthering the problems but uh responsible for some of them in a way you know it just mm. because of how who you are and what you like how you were born and how you were raised and what you were benefited from but um you know i think it's important work to do to try to figure out how to be better and how to be you know anti-racist and how to work towards a better future for everybody um but especially our bipoc friends Mm-hmm. So, yep. Do you want to talk about other futures? Potentially predict the future? 
Yes, let's predict the future. <laughs> twinkle, twinkle, little stars. How I wonder what you charts. Okay. How did we do this? Okay, I remember how we did this. Never mind. I got it. <laughs> okay. So I do have a question for you first. What's up? I found two good ones. We're back on, I think, Google page four. Oh, good God. Uh, your choices today are mysticstars.net or freewillastrology.com. Uh, well, we obviously, for the Dallas Stars, have to go to with mysticstars.net. All right. I'm very excited. I am too. This doesn't okay. even look like it was built in GeoCities. So I need you to give me a number between 1 and 10. No, I'm going to roll a die. Just kidding. I don't know why I told you to give me a number. Copyright 1993. This website was built in 1993. Holy shitballs. Very exciting. Okay. So our first is John Klingberg, who is a Leo. Leo. All right. Okay. Never seen this before. Starts with italics. Oh, God. Image, colon. Outside City Hall, a rousing speech. Message, making a statement. Some mood setting. <laughs> no. Wow. Bus- business relationships will be surprisingly candid this week. Over the next few days, expect both authority figures and business partners to reveal unusual ideas, opinions, or information. Hmm. Long-term plans and financial goals may be a strong theme. Stay alert to new possibilities. All right. Late Monday afternoon, watch also for a powerful romantic exchange, colon, a new attraction or rekindled passion may be quite compelling. Physical awareness and sensuality will soon captivate much of your time and energy, colon, Expect a newly arriving appreciation of fitness, vitality, and sensual appeal. After- wow! <laughs> Klingberg, what is going on? This is another another one that's going to have some extremely interesting punctuation, I can tell. Uh, yeah. After Thursday, plan a new home strategy, plan new home strategies and financial budgets, colon, Loved ones may now be expecting you to take control of strained family relations or complicated home paperwork. Paperwork. Interesting. That's a, yeah, that's a way to end it. That is a way to end it. Okay, so the next one is Jason Dickinson, who is a Canadian independence baby. I mean, he is Canadian and he was born on the 4th of July, not Canadian independence. So he is a cancer. He has a cancer in the locker room. <laughs> no, not our Dickinson. Not our Dicky. I'm just kidding. Image. Oh, wow. On a raging sea, a young explorer <laughs> on the deck of his ship. Message. New pathways. I am very, I got, I'm so happy you picked this one. <laughs> I am too. Business messages and new financial information may be quite distracting this week. Over the next few days, many Cancerians will find new income sources, receive positive responses from authority figures, or begin promising career ventures. Did it say Cancerians? It did. Okay, just checking. 
A three to four week period of work strain and personal conflict in the workplace is now ending. Colon. Before next week, expect a long-standing power struggle in the workplace to be resolved. Don't look back, colon. It's time for progress. After Wednesday, watch also for a subtle proposal from loved ones or romantic partners. Someone close may need to expand their home options, relocate, or gently move a key relationship forward. Remain sensitive, colon. Your actions and reactions are now highly important to the self-esteem of others. I mean, all right. Mm-hmm. The last one is Matthias Janmark, who is December 8th, and therefore a Sagittarius. All right. Okay. Uh-oh. Image. At the local gas station. <laughs> I love it already. A cheerful clerk selling maps. <laughs> Message. Friendly advice. Older work officials or business partners may now offer strong clues concerning behind-the-scenes politics. Sorry, I said that. I read that very weirdly. Concerning behind-the-scenes politics. Late Monday morning, watch for subtle pressures or small reminders from bosses or managers. Key issues may involve workplace changes, new employees, or postponed promotions. Stay balanced and play the diplomat. Late this week, friends and lovers will also be emotionally revealing. Watch for quick romantic insights and new social information. Past habits or yesterday's loyalties will now dramatically change, colon. Expect loved ones to now make peace with the insecurity of a close friend or lover. Oh, insincerity, not insecurity. Insincerity. Insincerity. I was about to say. I, think I know. I still think you're saying that wrong. <laughs> I was because I'm still reading it wrong. <laughs> Uh, a powerfully revealing week, colon, study messages, new information, and subtle signals for valuable clues. Study those subtle signals, I guess, Janmark. God, I love the images. I'm going to go through images. Aries image. Before an important soccer game, a coin toss. Taurus image. On a huge wave, a young surfer with outstretched arms. You do understand that this is already our longest podcast, right? I don't care. <laughs> Image. Just making sure you know. Before a cheering crowd, race cars on the final lap. Everybody wants these. Everybody wants these right now. I mean, I obviously do. Virgo. In a lush garden, blossoming roses. Libra. A sudden wind on the ocean. A boat sail snapping full. Scorpio, in ancient Greece, a priestess at the Oracle of Delphi. Capricorn, at a country wedding, a groom dancing with his mother. Okay. Aquarius, on a summer's night, a warm breeze blowing through lace curtains. Pisces, at a crowded farmer's market. Three. <laughs> it gets better. It gets better. At a crowded farmer's market. Three <laughs> hidden mice. <laughs> oh my god, my Pisces friends. What the fuck? That was fantastic. Happy things. You yeah. did. Sing us in, Marin. Oh god, I forgot that. I was 
Sunday, Monday. Monday, happy things. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy things. Thursday, Friday, happy things. Happy things. Happy things. Coming all week to you. <laughs> What's your happy thing, Marin? Oh, shit. I had to come up with one. Fuck. I mean, probably just hanging out with my family. I like it when my older brother is there because he is also a liberal and his wife is a liberal. And so when my parents start in on their like, well, you know, the Wuhan virus and blah, 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 all that racist shit, my brother is, is so much more articulate than me. And um, so it's nice to have backup when that kind of thing happens because my parents, I love them because they're my parents, but they are problematic at the wazoo Mm -hmm. so uh anyway yeah it's nice to have backup when that happens so that's i mean i guess the happy thing is that i got to spend time with my family we did do some educating there they were very receptive in some places and not very receptive in others but nobody stormed out of the room and it was a very constructive conversation uh and the tiny boys were amazing and hilarious and we laughed so hard at so many things that they did so that was fun yay that's good yeah. What about you? Uh, I finished my book. Ah, yay! I know. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm, like, going back through and doing all the, like, super obvious edits. Like, at one point, I changed a chaperone from just, like, a lord to a duke. And I was like, okay, well, now I gotta go back and rewrite all that. And, like, doing some cleanup and stuff like that before I get people to, like, actually read it for edits but my absolute worst is like i am so bad at tenses i will start in one tense and then i'll move to another tense and then i'll go off on like i mean past tense future tense present tense everywhere it's a it's a mess i'm a mess at tenses i'm usually pretty good at that stuff like i'm pretty clean about that i do use way too many commas but like yeah, do I have noticed. <laughs> I use so many fucking commas. I love yeah. a comma. But I'm also, this is A, a romance novel and written very much as a, kind of an homage a little bit to Jane Austen, who abused a semicolon. So I feel a lot, wor- lot better about that. I love, I absolutely love when I am writing fiction and I can come up with a way to insert either a semicolon or a colon correctly. God, that's my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. I also love it. I love an M dash. I will use an M dash all over the place. I so the problem <laughs> is that I wrote this Shut in up. Google Docs, and you can't in- automatically insert an M dash in Google you Docs. You can actually. I googled that. Oh, how? I googled that for Google. You have to. You have to create a rule for it. So, like, basically, you create a rule where if you do two of the little dashes, it creates an M dash after you hit the well, space bar. fuck. I'm going to yeah. do that. Yeah. So, you can't. I, no, because, again, like I said, I've been writing. So, I was like, oh, I need to figure out how the fuck to do this. <laughs> because I am already abusing the M dash in this shit I'm writing right now. So. Yeah. So, but mostly I'm just going back through right now and just reading for, like, the little shit. Making sure I've got, like, the minor characters' names correct. Like, you know, all of that. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully I'll be able to get people to read it for realsies so that I can make it actually good and maybe start querying with it. So cool. I'm Yay. very happy about that. That's some, I wrote 64,000 words in two months. That's impressive. Is that how long it is? Yeah. Okay. Well, it was before I started doing edits. I've added some stuff since, so it's probably okay. closer to 65 or 66 at this point, but like 
It was 64 when I finished. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Cool, cool. Nice. I'm... Um, listener questions. I'm very proud of you. Thank yes, you. listener questions. You can kick us off. Cool. Driving Girl asks, I get to ask both of Driving Girl's questions tonight. What financial moves do the stars have to make to re-sign Dobby next season? I see why you had me ask you this question, because you had Cat Friendly open. <laughs> um, I, well, it was partially because I asked the last question, but also I do have Cat Friendly open. So just so you know, and I was shocked by this. Again, I, I haven't followed hockey very well this year at all. Yes, we know. Like prior to the even. one thing you talk about every single fucking podcast episode. But like <laughs> I logged on to Cap Friendly and I was like, oh fuck. Dallas is the third highest cap hit of any team in the yeah. NHL right now. Yeah. Um but we do know a couple of things. I mean, for number one, we already talked about it. Roman Pollock is not coming back next year. Nope. Um uh I would doubt that Andre Sakara comes back next year as well. Yep. Um Especially since we have Taylor Fadoon already signed. We have Jamie Alexiak already signed. Steven Johns is here. So we'll get some some money back from that. Oh, who else was gone? Corey Perry probably well probably won't resign. If I had to if I had to guess, I don't think they will resign Corey Perry. I, he didn't he didn't do enough to He did shit. He did shit this year. Yeah. Which I mean he was always on a tryout. Mm-hmm. Like like and he did shit and then let's see i mean like even before the season abruptly ended he was doing shit all to earn the contract any any contract so yeah the problem there's no reason to bring him back the problem is that we have to re-sign both dennis Gorianov, rupa hints and potentially erotic foxa yeah and i could see rupa hints getting a nice bump in salary for sure for sure. Mm-hmm. Deservedly so. Deservedly so. I wouldn't be surprised if we have to make some trades to make that work. Um, because I just don't... I just don't know if they want to bring up, like, Jake Ottinger or yet. Like, I just don't see that happening. Or Landon Bow. I just don't see that happening. Yeah. So, and we all love Kadobin. The stars love Kadobin. So maybe getting him on another one-year deal for, you know, another 25, you know, 2.5 million might be... How much does Kadobin love the stars? Do we know? I don't know. I don't know. Because if he's offered some, some more to go somewhere else... But he's 34. He is. I but just he's don't see a very serviceable backup. Is a very serviceable backup and but people don't pay backups a ton. True. And he has had a lot of success here. I mean, they came in second for the Jennings two years in a row. God, I'm so mad it was second. I know. I know. <laughs> you and I every Stars fan in the world knows that these two are the only reason the Stars are any good. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, every smart Stars fan. Every in the world. smart Stars fan. So I could You know there are Stars fans out there who don't. Yeah, that's true. I could certainly see them doing something to make sure make it work. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, the other thing that's happening is that um, Matthias Janmark is a UFA as well. And I would mm. suspect that they don't re-sign him. Oh. Even though he's a good boy. Do you remember the time that I saw him in the uh, bar at the W on the night that he uh, had his debut? No, I don't remember that. <sighs> I did. I saw him with his parents in the W bar. Oh, that's cute. It was really. I was like, okay, that's my TS Yonmark. I'm just going to, me and my stars jersey, we're just going to go out to the patio. Bye. <laughs> like, I felt super awkward because I was like, yeah, okay, obviously I know who you are and now you have identified me as a stars fan. So I'm just going to leave you alone with your parents. That's the way to do it, though. I, I thought so, too. I mean, the only time I've ever, like, gone up to players is when they're in the arena and therefore, like, yeah, somewhat on the clock. Yeah, I, I if I see them in the wild, I'm just gonna let them enjoy their evening. Like I'm not gonna bother anybody. Yeah, and my other thing is like about that is like, I don't like selfies of myself, and I don't want autographs. Like I don't collect either of those things. So like, why would I bother them in the wild? I really adore that you said selfies of yourself. Like, who the fuck else are you getting selfies of? Well, like, you um, assume with the famous person. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have taken pictures with several famous people. Rich Peverly included. Rich Peverly I took a picture with. I think you were there that night because that was at um, the Cedar Park Center. No, you uh, saw him when I was not with you. But yes, I remember, uh, I remember this story. Yeah, and I had had that vertigo. <laughs> that vertigo episode right before so i was like shaky and trying to get food and like i asked him if i could take a picture with him and my hands were shaking so bad that the picture is so blurry but i can tell it's him and other people can probably also tell it's him but i i didn't even i didn't even introduce myself i just saw him and i was like rich beverly can i get a picture and he was like taking the picture with me and he was like so what's your name (laughs) it was so embarrassing Oh, God. I also got a picture with the stork of a... Oh, shit. The guy that used to be the goaltender for the Edmonton Oilers. Ben, the, ben Scriven? No, the, so the one that went what, the one that went to... Like, he was the, the Edmonton Oilers goaltender, and then he got traded around, and then he ended up winning the Masterton Trophy for having, oh, like, a shitty Dubnik. year in hockey. Dubnik. Devin Dubnik. I got a picture with Devin Dubnik, too, one time, because he was with the Hamilton Bulldogs for a little mm. while, you know, the AHL team, and he was healthy scratched one night with the Hamilton Bulldogs, and so was therefore in the crowd at the Cedar Park Center, so I ran up and got a picture with him. I also got a picture with um, Scott Darling. Scott Darling? Scott? Do you know how many people have taken pictures with and now I can't fucking remember their damn names? <laughs> well, Devin... then I'll ask the next question. <laughs> Good God. Sorry, yeah, I didn't mean to make this a, hey, these are all the people Marin has met. <laughs> I'm so boring. Sorry for being boring after being so funny earlier in the podcast. <laughs> it's okay. Just rewind and laugh again. Yeah. Don't just, after about minute 30, you can stop. <laughs> Honestly, that one time where Carolyn, like, almost wet herself laughing, stop after that. (laughs) We're going to put that in the description of the podcast. Just stop. Just stop listening to our podcast. Honestly, just stop listening to our podcast. We're so weird. Okay, ask Andrew's question. (laughs) Andrew, too cool for Callie LA asks, 
Given how far ahead the rest of the world is in COVID recovery, should the NWHL just hold all their games in China? Here's why that should not happen. There is absolutely no reason we should bring our infected fucking players and team, like, team personnel to another country to infect them again. That's very, very true. Also, China probably made up their numbers. I don't, don't get me wrong. I 100% believe they have done a million times better at containing the disease. But I guarantee you, they had way more cases and infections than they knew or reported. Well, yeah, because, I mean, they weren't, they weren't even reporting it at all until after it had spread outside their country. Yeah. Um, which, again, I'm not blaming the Chinese people for that. That's obviously the Chinese government's That's fault. But 100% yeah, a like, government thing. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, yeah, no, I, I seen her. I don't think they're being honest either. Yeah. Also, it was the CWHL who had a relationship with Chinese hockey. So that might be a little rough. Regardless. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, The best shanny in all the land asks, number one, do you believe that Tyler Sagan tweeting BLM and going to a protest is really him educating himself and wanting to show support or just PR? This is a tough question. And it just, for me... I choose to believe that he is actually educating himself. I I tend towards that, too, only because he really didn't talk about it much when he actually went. Right. And I think we heard, like, through the grapevine that he was invited. Mm-hmm. Not, like, just went down there and took pictures. Um, and that, like, the people he was with were really, you know, happy he was there kind of situation. So it sounds like it was an extremely honest endeavor. And also the interview he gave along with like Brian Boyle and I can't remember who else was quoted in it, but his quotes were really quite good Mm -hmm. about being a white guy and having to wake up to it and knowing that this is just the beginning and this is the first step. And we make fun of Tyler Sagan a lot for good reason Because he, it's not like he didn't earn his own party boy image. Right. And it's not like there haven't been plenty of other issues that other people he knows and respects have spoken up about. And he has stayed silent on. And so, yeah, I think... I, I choose to believe this is a fairly honest reaction. I uh, am also trending that way, um, to be quite honest. Um, just for the reasons that she said, like, I, I feel like the quotes that he gave in the interview that he gave about it were really, to me, showed a level of thought process that I don't think you can coach necessarily. It mm-hmm. wasn't like, it wasn't the buzzwords, you know, like it, it really sounded like it was something that he had been thinking about and wrestling with. So yeah. I was impressed by that. Um, I will say this isn't part of the question, but the person that I've been really deeply disappointed in is Jamie Benton. Yep. Same. When every single captain in the NHL said, not every single, I think there was one other that hadn't, but like 
basically everybody was talking about everybody's tweeting about everybody's tweeting their thoughts everybody's tweeting like you know like yeah i'm gonna commit to this and jamie ben couldn't even be bothered to fucking put up like even copy paste somebody else's statement like he didn't even put a fucking black square on instagram couldn't even be bothered couldn't be bothered to do the absolute base 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 level like just didn't talk about it at all made a joke about the playoffs and that was it like are you are you are you joking right now, Jamie Ben? And and that one was shocking to me because he has been one of those people that has been a good LGBT like ally. And yeah, that was. Pro- I mean, I'm not going to put words into the man's mouth, but that there there could have been some influence from his girlfriend there. I I strongly believe there was, but he did it. He you did know it. What I mean? No, absolutely, like, absolutely, he did it. Yeah, and. And I guess it comes back to the whole, I say this a lot, and I say this a lot about corporations, but it's true about people too. And I've actually said this about the Dallas Stars with respect to number two, um, which is if you do the right thing for the wrong reasons, you've still done the right thing. It just means that you can't necessarily be trusted to do the right thing again. Right. And so I think no matter what, we can say that Tyler Sagan has done the right thing and from what I, you know, I've read and what I've heard, it sounds like he did it for the right reasons. Yes. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, we are agreed. Number two. Are the stars really going to be more inclusive or is it just lip service as usual? And I'm assuming there that she is referring to the article that Taylor posted yesterday on defending Big D. Which Did I didn't, I didn't even notice it. I, I was not paying attention. I, I, I helped, I helped Taylor edit it. Um, so basically, um, it was addressing the moves that the stars have made, uh, for making hockey more inclusive that they're just not talking about because I, I'm assuming they don't want to ruffle feathers. They don't want to alienate part of their fan base. My point at this point in life is, like, if you're alienating the bigots and the homophobes and the racists, like, you're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know. I can't, again, can't put words into people's mouths. But, um, so basically, the stars have taken, they've, they have taken a lot of steps. They've partnered with um, organizations in Dallas to, you know, donate money, do, you know, food kitchen kind of things for, um, for gay, homeless, like different, different groups. Um, they've also, uh, put in very clear wording in their hiring practices that they do, do not discriminate based on, you know, gender expression or, um, different things like that. So I honestly, uh, it is so we have now been talking for so long that words are not working, but like if you, basically they're doing a lot of things that they're not talking about because they're trying to do a lot of things behind the, behind, behind the camera, basically mm-hmm. to, to build grassroots kind of things up. And st- instead of doing what, what could be considered, you know, token kind of putting pride tape around your, mm-hmm stick but my point in all of that is that the the things that you could call token are visible yep. support for a group and this is this is where i was talking to you the other night about feeling like a, a like the imposter syndrome in the queer community um but because i was reading that article but um it was 
I'm, I want to write uh, basically a fan post rebuttal to this article because so often um, I feel like people don't want to rock any, rock, like, you know, rock the boat, ruffle feathers, anything like that to offend anybody with the things that they support. But when you're talking about basic fucking human decency <laughs> in supporting somebody's gender, <laughs> you know, uh, supporting who somebody loves, like, and... You get these people that are like, well, where's my straight pride night? It's like, it's the other 364 days of the goddamn year, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, that's your straight pride. It's the kiss cam coming on and only showing men and women. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's all of the ice girls wearing their skimpy outfits, skating along the ice. Like, this is your straight pride. Have at it. Like, have fun. Um, So it's frustrating because... I do want to give them some credit for the things that they have done behind the scenes. And I do encourage everybody to go and read the article because I cannot even remember half of the things I read in this article just two nights ago. But um, I do think that they need to be more visible in their support if they want to get any credit at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that doing things like saying, oh, well, we just had a really busy week, so we didn't do Pride Night this, this week. You know, it's just, it's bullshit. So, right. um, I, I think that the idea that the ideas that they're doing, that they're, that they actually are putting some effort into it behind the scenes. I, I do think that that's good. I do want to give them credit for those things, but I do not want to give them full credit for not visibly being a supporter. I do also want to point out that there were stars employees that, ha- that marched in the Dallas pride parade wearing stars shirts like mm-hmm. wearing stars merchandise um but the the only people did this the team didn't tweet about it it was the stars foundation that tweeted about it because it was the stars foundation's organization that marched with uh, stars employees yeah. available so like the team didn't tweet about it which they should have yeah but it was just so you know like it's one of those things where I, they just from what i can tell and from you know the way that taylor was kind of talking about in the article it just kind of sounded like they weren't wanting to offend the rest of the fan base, which is, in my mind, bullshit. But, again, I do appreciate the steps that they have taken. So, I who think, knows? Who, I think there needs knows? to be both, right? Like, I think... Yes, yes. I think... I think when we ask for visibility, we also need to make sure as... That it's not just lip service. That it isn't just lip service. And the only way to make sure that it isn't just lip service is to know that they are doing better with hiring practices. Yeah, you which know, is what the stars like are that. actually doing. Right. And and Although so, did uh, did you see did you see the really super racist dude that they hired for their graphics design? Oh, and then promptly fired? Yeah. And then promptly fired. I do appreciate that they promptly fired this man. I they fired him so fast that I didn't know what happened until after he was gone. <laughs> Like, I was not paying attention to the internet for the one hour that was a controversy. (laughs) I didn't, yeah, I didn't see, I didn't know anything about it until Taylor tweeted, uh, I just heard that the stars have fired their blah, blah, blah for being racist. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I mean. Exactly. So I I didn't even have time to be mad about that. (laughs) Exactly. So I think, I think there is a, I 100% agree. But I think also, I think we need to make sure, 
I think there's two things here. There's either there's being a good inclusive company and making a better work environment for the company. And then there is the part where they have to talk about the fans and cater to the fans because obviously the fans don't work for them. Right. Right. And I am just as frustrated as you and Shani and about the lack of transparency and lack of well, and the fact that they Care. don't even want to talk about it at all. Like, yeah. the, the, the times that they've been It's so fucking tiring. They get, yeah, they get mad about it. And I'm like... It's 20 fucking 20, guys. It's 2020. It is 2020. It's 20 fucking 20. So, I, I agree with you. I give them a C. Yeah. Yes. I think I think what they're so, doing is important, but mm-hmm. it's certainly not a... Pa- it's, it's certainly not enough to get full marks... In yeah. 20 fucking 20. Precisely. So I, we're on the same page about that one. And I think Chaney is also with us on this one. Uh, but not to put words in Chaney's mouth. If you disagree with this, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put words in your mouth. All right. Number three. Last question. Do y'all or any of your amazing listeners own any movie posters? If yes, could you please post pics? I, f- I wanted this to be our last picture because you have a shit ton of like Lord of the Rings stuff. I do. So I... um. I want to say like a fucking decade ago, uh, my best friend in Michigan, the one I go visit every summer, um, she purchased off of Etsy these minimalist Lord of the Rings posters um, that are like, it's just basically it's fan art. And they've got the Hobbit and then the three Lord of the Rings books, movies, things. Mm -hmm. Um, I still do not... Like I said, it's been 10 years. I still do not have them framed, but I do have them and I'm going to get them framed. I had like made up my mind that that was happening in 2020 and then COVID hit and I didn't want to go into a frame store um, because they've been like wrapped up so long that I'm probably going to need some professional assistance unrolling them. Um, But they're gorgeous and I would be happy to post pictures. Um, I'm really very, very proud of these. Um, I have owned many a movie poster in my life, though. I did own, like, every single movie poster for Lord of the Rings. Plus, my librarian friend, who is also the Michigan best friend who bought me the Lord of the Rings posters, uh, stole a a library poster for me (laughs) that had Orlando Bloom on it holding a Lord of the Rings book, uh, telling people to read more. Uh, so I, I don't know if I still have that anywhere. If I, God, I, in, if, in if purge, I really but... hope you do have that. I bet you can put that on eBay and get some money for it. Oh man. I, I adored that poster so much. It was, it was so good. Uh, I also like back in college, I had every single sync poster known to man. I mean, I was the 19 year old girl in a college dorm with sync posters on her wall in the early 2000s. But you know, that was. I mean, if it makes you feel any, so I, I don't collect things like I do. I have, but my collection is vintage cookbooks. Like I don't, I don't. And measuring cups. And measuring cups and measuring spoons. And, but clearly there's a theme here and it's kitchen. Yes. But I don't collect like show merch. Like I don't even collect like stars things. I have like three stars things. And yeah, like, I don't know. I, it's just never something that's been interesting to me is like I, merchandise. 
It, well, you know, I mean, when you're an, when you're a college student and you're or like then you get into your early twenties and stuff, and you don't want to spend a lot of money on yeah. art, you spend ten dollars on a poster. You know. Yeah, Target, yeah, that's where they used to. Sell oh, don't them get me wrong. Loot. I had Shakira in my closet at yeah. at college. Like so that was my poster. I, I had Jessica Simpson. I had such a crush on her. Oh, Shakira. I still have a crush on Shakira. I will go with that one to the grave. I mean, her hips don't lie. Why would you not have a crush no, on Shakira? No, she's amazing. So yeah, I mean, so yeah, my my movie, my current movie posters all over the rings. I do want to send Shani a picture though. My uh, my really good friends that I go play D and D with all the time. Um, he has a. Uh, it's not an official movie poster. It's basically fan art of a Lord of the Rings poster. But it is Sam Neill in that scene from Jurassic Park where he's leaning up against the Triceratops and listening to it breathe. Except that he's leaning up against um, Ian Malcolm's chest. <laughs> from when Ian Malcolm has broken his leg and is like, you know, yeah, up yeah. on one elbow. Oh, no, we kind know. Of, yeah, oh, you know. We you, know. You know, you know, you know, you know. It's, it's that, it's that, it's that mashup. It's hilarious. I'll, I'll get a picture of it for you guys. Uh, it's, it's a thing of beauty and a joy forever. Um, the first poster I ever owned, we're going to end on this one. First poster I ever owned was a Top Gun poster because that was my favorite movie as a child. I don't know why. Couldn't tell you, but, uh, I had, I couldn't tell if my crush was bigger on Tom Cruise or on, um, his lady friend. So, well, that's why we're in the, you should not feel any imposter syndrome for being in the queer community. (laughs) I know. That's true. That's true. And yet I still do. And that's all we have for you today. (laughs) (laughs) My identity crisis. It's already an hour and a half. We can't do another half hour on that. We really, we know that let's, let's, I mean, I don't even want to, like, even if we had time for it, that's not what this is about. Uh, so As, Carolyn, tell them yeah, where they can find you. You can find us on social media. I'm on Twitter at Classlicity. I am at Marinish, and our official Twitter is at Deep Heart Hockey. And if you want to email us with a longer question, comment, or your own identity crisis, uh, you can email us at DeepHeartHockey at gmail.com. You can find our official blog with this post and with many other posts, such as. Jamie Alexiak standing next to normal sized folk at deepharthockey.wordpress.com. Bye. Dot com. <laughs> Bye. Is that fair use? Yahoo can't come after me for that, right? I don't think so. Bye. What if I do this entire podcast like Dracula? Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I guess you can. I'll do Catherine's voice. <laughs> Let's talk about hockey. Whatever you say. <laughs> I mean, we don't actually have to talk about hockey since the only thing that's happened so far is we've heard that a lot of people do or do not have COVID-19. Not a bloodborne disease. I do not care. No, but if they <laughs> sneeze on you while you're sucking their blood, you might still get it. My character's it. done. I can't. <laughs> 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 <laughs>